I'm surprised you like me. You ride a fine line there. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> So, Southern gentlemen, I guarantee that I am Rick. That's funny because I, I also guarantee that I am Sean. It's been a slow week, Sean. Dad, gum it. Let me start off with one of my rants. Is it I... the Avengers trailer hasn't came out yet? Because oh no, go ahead. <laughs> one of my rants, dude. You know I love phones. I love my my phone. My it never leaves my side, and I always have more time on my phone than I do. A gaming console so i get swept up in phone games mobile games and i have to ask our listeners what mobile games do you play that aren't pay to win because a couple weeks ago probably a little more than that uh final fantasy 15 a new frontier uh square ninks uh licensed out you know the final fantasy title and all this and gave it to this company called epic llc i believe and they created this mobile game and i was like sweet a final fantasy mobile game well all it is is one of those where you build your castle you know oh you have farms you have to attend to and mines that you have to attend to and all this and you know i don't mind those things i play them what annoys me is the fact that the normal person cannot get any gaming satisfaction from those because they are so pay-to-win. I can look at it from Epic's point of view and say, you know what, I'm, I'm making money. They're paying me money to win. They'll pay me hundreds of dollars, and I'll make money off of it. What do I care about the people that don't pay? Because I don't pay to win. And my the whole start of my rant is... I don't pay to win, and I have been being griefed by this guy that is like, uh, I think he's seven or eight times my level, and he is straight up pay to win. Uh, I looked up his character. Apparently, he's on Reddit. He has his own subreddit thread. He's dropped over $10,000 into it. Damn, are you about to dox this guy? (laughs) Dude, I ain't going to whatever it it doesn't matter because because i sent him a mail after he like he attacked me like six times in a row and i was like first i sent an email to the gms and i was like uh is griefing a part of this game and they're like uh yeah it's perfectly legal by the rules and you know everybody has their own play style and i wanted to be like yeah you're just not giving in to the guy that can drop some g's on a stupid phone game like, oh my god, it just drives me nuts. I, I just don't get that. I I understand it's a money-making tactic. I understand they probably make a good amount of money, but why? Why can't they make a phone game that is entertaining? One of those where, oh, I got 15 minutes, pull the phone out, play a few minutes, you get a few minutes of entertainment, you know, and you can move on. Not constantly having to be on the ball doing something for those people that have no life or they have a form of revenue that allows them to drop money into a game like this and then brag about it on social media. I don't well, know, man. Well, you know, I, I can kind of commiserate with you. Um, I was into uh, Transformers had a great card game called Transformers Legend. 
and uh, there was great, great art. Great artists were working on the game. They were uh, putting out some quality material. There are sites dedicated to just the art that they were putting out for that. The You would uh, have a certain amount of cards, and you'd have different types of cards. Now, it wasn't a you battle somebody. It was a go somewhere, do a thing. You get cards and, and energy or whatever, and then you go and fight a battle and... You know, that kind of thing. But your reward was all these cards, digital cards with art, you know, special versions. They would transform. Like, of course, it'd be a motion kind of card or something like yeah. that. So I like could gift. Yeah, but you could pay actual money for, you know, bonus packs and, you know, higher level cards. So, I mean, and they had, like, every month they had tiered, you know, battles and stuff like that. And, of course... The people who paid the most were always number one, right? And and it wasn't it wasn't a system where you could have you know shouting matches or or any kind of beef that way. Other than you seek that out behind the scenes. I mean, there was a system where there's usernames and you could it had a I think a website uh, uh, chat room kind of thing. But I never I never did any of that. But yeah, I mean, I got out of it, even though I loved the art. You know, I love Transformers stuff. I love Transformers art. I just couldn't sit there and and enjoy it because, of course, I never got anything out of it. Because if you threw money at it all day long, you you got whatever you wanted. So, right, yeah. I mean, and there oh. were people. And and don't get me wrong. This was just you get digital cards on your phone on this game. It didn't support it anymore. It, it, it might still be, you might be able to download it, I don't know. But there were people pumping, I mean, there were, because I did, I am a member of the Transformers community, and some people were very passionate about this, and the way they figured some of these top players were spending eight to $9,000 a month. In, Holy crap. It, yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's crazy. There's I, no, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, like, the only thing I've got on my phone is Mario Run, which I paid for, which is perfectly fine. It's a Nintendo Mario game on my phone. I, I knew I would be paying for that. Mm -hmm. uh, Candy Crush is something I have on my iPad. That That's the one game that, oh, I've got 20 minutes. I can kill it with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm, let me tell you, the, the, the first time I got attacked by a guy when I knew, uh-oh, this game is bad. This guy just... The name of my uh, empire or whatever is WPS, Wu Pig Sui, you know. Gotcha. I, I, uh, well, I, I knew what it meant. I, I get it. Yeah, but listeners might not know what Wu Pig Sui, Arkansas Razorbacks, you know. And I get attacked, 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 and I messaged this guy, and I was like, dude, do you not have a life or something? And he just replies back, Roll Tide. Oh my god! I was like, I hate this guy so much. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, oh, but moving on. Hey, oh, you're not. You're going to explain Wu Pig Sui, but you're not going to explain the Roll Tide connection. That's all right. I get. I get it. I got that one. I'm not giving the University of Alabama any more press than they already get. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but hey, if you are listening and you know a good phone game. That isn't pay to win. I would love to test it out. 
Right. Oh. And also on top of that, you know, um, football season is coming, guys. So we're going to be talking more football. Uh, we enjoy our Razorbacks. We enjoy our teams on NFL. But let's talk to something that everybody enjoys. Uh, Star Wars, Sean. It's getting close. Ooh. We're due for another trailer at some point. We are getting, you know, new posters, new toy. You know, uh, we're getting close. Right. What, what's your excitement level at? Well, I, I'm pretty excited, and actually, this this isn't even on the notes or anything. And I was going to ask you about it, and I totally forgot till just now. I heard yesterday, uh, I was talking to my brother, and he was saying that they were saying don't look for the new Star Wars trailer because it reveals too much. That somebody had leaked something, and there was you could find out actual stuff about. Ray and Luke and all that. I was. Have you heard anything like that? Yeah, I believe. Um, I saw something on my Twitter where uh, Mark Hamill himself was saying, "Hey guys, don't. If you if you want to be spoiler free, do not watch the newest. Uh, you know, marketing material and stuff come out. Just come come see us in December, or um, it is December. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, December. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the way I'm gonna go. I I don't want to know. And, and I normally I am the guy that's like, <laughs> I'll go dig it on the internet and I'll go find out something. But Star Wars is something special, man. I I don't really feel the need to go and have it spoiled for me. I want that. Oh my God, moment in the theater. I there's something about that that if you're in the right setting in the right atmosphere and you're watching a movie and that reveal occurs, it becomes super memorable. Yeah, and I've already, you know, I remember that feeling when, okay, now this is a very specific thing that I'd forgotten about until uh, probably last year I read an article uh, about Return of the Jedi. And the reason, and this was me, I mean, this was absolutely me, the reason that uh, Yoda reiterates, like Luke asked him the question, is he my father? And Yoda is like, yes, he absolutely is your father. The reason they did that is because kids did not believe. I didn't believe. I thought it was a lie. Right, the bad you know, guy was just trying yeah, to Yeah, he's trying to guy. mess with him. And yeah. the, he, the, Lucas had specifically put that in to clear it up. No, that guy is your father. And I remember being disillusioned by that, no, I am your father. Like, what? Why would he say that? He's obviously not his father. His father died. That's what That's what he said. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, luckily the uh, uh, Force Awakens, didn't have the big thing in that uh, spoiled for me. Uh, and that was great to watch and to behold. You know, I don't think... the And that's the problem with the prequels. Prequels didn't have anything like that. You know, it didn't no. have the heart... I don't, I don't want to sit here and just rag on the prequels. There are people that are now of age that watch... That those are their Star Wars movies, and that's fine. Don't have a problem with that. I understand. I, I can watch the original Star Wars movies and see where Luke's a lot whiny little guy, and and there are some issues with the movie. But man, it's just being that age and that time, and and I I wouldn't give any part of that up watching Star Wars when I watched it. Oh no, I and I I'm excited for Last Jedi. This 
I am excited for a new trailer. Bring me just a little more, but don't don't give me too much. I, I think I'll use you if you're going to watch it. If you're going to watch whenever the next trailer drops, if you watch it, it'd be like, hey, uh, just just don't. We'll wait and go see it in December. Or, or be like, hey, man, you're, you're good to watch this one. Get you a little more pumped and get you a little more juice in the tank and get ready. But I, I don't want anything spoiled for this one because I, I think this one could be really good. Sorry, dude. I was going to lay that on you. <laughs> I don't think I'm watching it. <laughs> Oh, we'll both go and be surprised in December. Hey, we'll, I'll use Michelle. She'll ah, there we it. go. There, we, there go. we go. Um, yeah, but uh, the I I did see uh the Snoke's guards look a lot better than I thought. They were more defined. We've seen an image of them before, and it mm-hmm. was just a sea of red. And I was like, "What? What is going on?" So I, I, did, I didn't really pay any attention. Uh, what we did see looked really good. Did invoke the Imperial Guard. Uh, there were some great comics that came out uh, that are no longer, of course, canon, uh, about you know, Crimson Empire and that kind of thing, the training of the Royal Guards and, and all that. Um, I'm just really, really excited for this movie. Yeah, and there's so many things to be excited about. Like, obviously, Ray is the big part. You know, who is Ray? What what is her heritage? And another one is Snoke. You know, where did he come from? Is he somebody that? Do you think he's somebody we've already known that we've met before that could have a tie? I do not. I don't the original trilogy. I don't think he's Boba Fett. I don't think he's the Emperor. I don't think he's Kamaz Kanata's brother or whatever. I, I, I think he's a guy. There's a power vacuum left by the Empire being gone. He steps forward. Yeah, he may be a thousand years old. It's possible he's been referenced in something else before. Yeah, I get all that. I'm excited for it, but no, I, I don't think that he's somebody that we go. Oh, it was him. No. Yeah. Well, he is somebody that got hit in the head at some point in time. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. I don't know how he survived, but good luck to him. You want to talk Justice League? We're known to be Marvel fanboys, DC bashers, and and I've stated several, several times, guys, I want this DC universe to succeed. Doesn't look like Warner Brothers wants to, but I do. I mean, I... I, I I am so happy we got a great, absolutely wonderful Wonder Woman movie. I'll be really happy if the new direction DC takes is a path that follows that. And less like, you know, Suicide Squad was fun on part Meh. of it. There are, some, there are some great big missteps that Jared Leto would be happy to point out to them. Um, but... Well, uh, my, my response to anybody that, you know, doesn't think we like DC, <clears throat> when it comes to watching animation, I still watch Justice League Unlimited. I oh still watch Justice League. I still watch Teen Titans. I watch Teen Titans Go because that has grown on me, man. I will watch Teen Titans Go with my son, and he thinks it's so funny and hilarious because they're all kids doing funny things. And I like it because I think the Teen Titans are awesome. Like, ugh. I just don't get... I just want the movies to be as good as those shows were. You know, Young Justice, both of us have discussed how much 
Young Justice Season 1 is still flat out one of the best superhero seasons of any show ever animated about superheroes. Listen, if if you're going to bring up some of the holiest of holies, let's let's talk about uh, Batman the Animated Series. Let's talk about oh, the Superman Animated oh. Series. Let's so, talk about Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Those Bruce Tim shows affected just, oh my God, that first Batman animated series was something to behold. Just You're- from the opening to uh, uh, the voice to the, I mean, that defines a Batman. I mean, yeah. you have Frank Miller's Batman. You have. Um, have you read? Have you seen the the Facebook clip of Kevin Conroy yes. reading the Christian Bale lines? Yes. Oh my goodness! Just shivers down my spine listening to that. And, and that's once again, you can bring up Mark Hamill. Oh my God! One of the best Jokers there is. You know, well, there's um, there's so many great hero defining moments in in all of that series. I mean, that was people taking all of those characters just as seriously as anything else in the world. I mean, that that Batman animated series, you know, did pay respect to, you know, even they even had Adam West in that series as, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, I can't remember the name of the episode, but he's an aging superhero who's not relevant anymore but can come back and be you know it's a great episode and it parallels Adam West's actual career and you know uh, Poison Ivy and 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 uh, Harley Quinn and the Joker and good god uh the the episode that defines uh Mr. Freeze oh yeah is just some of the best television that's that's been made in relation in relation to superheroes you you can't you can't pry those series out of my cold dead hands i oh, mean no. justice league unlimited i have all of that all oh, of yeah. justice league all of justice league unlimited because that stuff worked so well i mean just the co- the comedy beats in it uh the way the flash was established in there the way they play off of batman the way superman interacts with and, and wonder woman and it's just it's just done so well though if mm-hmm. those were made in actual movies dude I would go to Marvel next week I'll watch I'll watch DC this week <laughs> yeah exactly and, and what we're getting to is there was an article that came out where Ben Affleck had said this movie is the culmination of two totally different directors he didn't lead on anything, but I don't know. Do you think he's hinting that he's displeased with the way it is? Or do you think we we are going to have this like abrupt change in pace throughout the movie where we can be like, oh, there's a Zach scene. There's a Joss scene. You know, uh, I was discussing this with my wife uh, a couple of days ago, and she was like, you know, Zach is so cinematic and visual with these amazing shots. We were talking about how Sucker Punch was, you know, an eh story, but the visuals brought Sucker Punch to where you were like, this is a cool movie. I like I enjoyed watching Sucker Punch in the in the theaters because Zach brought it to life. This whole huge story 
of, you know, maybe a, a six out of 10 story, but with Zach's influence, it made it, you know, a seven or an eight out of 10 movie. And then ah, Joss. Now, hold, you don't, hold the phone there now. Hold on. What? You don't I think. Will, I will agree. So I own Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch is pure eye porn. And yes. it, it, I mean the 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 samurais with the uh, with the machine guns and the girls with the the swords and the over the top amazing John Hamm and all it, it's all amazing to look at absolutely amazing but that movie is a four out of ten <laughs> before well, you get too far there it, right, it's not right. it's not a strong story. It's it's definitely he's trying to be very cerebral. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. He well, he tried really hard and, and had a great, you know, if if his goal was to do all that through visual work and, and to be minimalist in dialogue and, and and story, then okay. I mean, if that was your goal, you did it. You nailed it. Uh, well, see, but story wise, there wasn't a lot there to hold you up. That's my point. Is what you just said. You know, uh, minimalist in dialogue. But everything else is visual. And you look at Joss's stuff, and he is Joss is a dialogue machine. He is all about the quips and the cuts and you know, the banter back and forth between these you know, he, he loves to have intellectuals yeah. battle back and forth. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I get so well written on that. Yeah, he's more of a Quentin than a Scorsese. I gotcha. Exactly. So so what kind of movie do you think Affleck was saying we're going to get here? Cuz well, I, I don't really, I don't think I don't think this article this. this article, I mean, he is just he's just doing damage control. I mean, he's very uh uh very eloquently stating, you know, what happened with Zack, how he respects him, how he loved the stuff he did with him, and he loves the stuff that Joss is doing. Um, they both have unique visions. They both have strong takes. You know, he, he doesn't express, oh, I hope it works together, you know. <laughs> he he talks about the fact that they're doing reshoots. He mentions that every movie he's ever worked on does reshoots, and that's true. Every movie does reshoots, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little worried that Joss went back to the beginning of the movie, and they said he had to add quite a bit of humor. Well, you know, that, Joss, you know Joss humor. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, if it's a Joss movie, Joss humor works. Right, but I mean, now, name me humor out of a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, you'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, that, that works for me. And, you know, if, let, let's look at it this way. It could be... It could be a disaster. It absolutely could be a disaster. There, there's no, there's no way to eliminate that percentage. But one of the best visual directors in the world, one of the best dialogue-driven, respected uh, directors in the world, is coming in to to punch it up, you know, visually and di- dialogue-wise. We could. Have I, that I think we're going to get a great movie. We and, could have a perfect storm. Yeah. Well, I, I I skipped the perfect part of that. I don't think it's going to be a perfect storm, but I think you're going to get uh, some really good results with uh, with I'll this with line. this recipe. I will be in line to see it because I the the hype is definitely rolling. I want to see this movie. I don't have a problem with the cyborg. I like Victor Victor Stone as a character. I just wish they would have 
have all the ju- the Justice League characters and put Victor there, that's fine. But they removed Martian Manhunter, didn't they? Yeah. Like, Martian yeah. Manhunter's not going to be in here. Um, I, I mean, unless we're getting a surprise. Yeah, well, that'd be nice, too. Hey, the more the merrier. And see, <laughs> that's know? the thing. The cyborg story it is a movie in itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I hope it isn't felt too rushed because I enjoy his story. You know, the his dad having that, that trouble of letting go, you know, of, oh, I'm going to lose him. And, and, you know, the last resort is to use the mother box to save him. Yeah, and I really like that part of the story, too, because I, I don't actually know Cyborg's origin from, of course, you know, the 80s Cyborg in, in T- Teen Titans. I only know him from the more recent stuff and the Mother Box being part of all that. Um, but he seems kind of cold in the, in the trailers I've seen, but that may be exactly how they want the character to play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's the one thing that kind of stuck out to me. But other than that, everything looks okay. You know what might not be okay? And something that we all love, I believe, most of our listeners, you and I, a lot of people, is Netflix. Is is there trouble brewing in Netflix? Well, of course, everybody, you know, dropped a load in their pants whenever Disney announced that they were going to uh, not be with Netflix in... in well, 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 they're going to leave Netflix. But yeah, but that was not what was stated. Like the day this happened, everybody was clickbaiting it up going, Disney leaving Netflix. Not yeah. not a mention of when, not a mention of what about, just, oh, click here and find out. So everybody yeah. I knew was talking about how everything they know is leaving Netflix today. Yeah. <laughs> because they didn't and, read and the article. And they're $20 billion in debt. Yes. Um... It, it, this stuff, this kind of stuff, happens all the happens all the time. And Netflix has lost, you know, several several deals, you know, that have expired since we've mm-hmm. but we you've had Netflix longer than I have, I think. Yeah, um, probably. Have you had it since like whenever they go, they were going to break off into Flickster? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I I had it back before when you had to have a disc. Only like I had disc only before there was even. Oh a yeah, so did service. I. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember when they announced, like, so we were all getting disc, and they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, here's our website to get the streaming ver- versions of what we offer." I was like, "Oh, that's great! Look at this! They're adding this for free streaming movies. This is where it's going to be." And everybody's like, "Why would I want to stream movies?" <laughs> Why, why why wouldn't I just get it over my internet, my crappy internet video? Are you kidding me? Like, hey, guy, yeah. I, you know, I, I, uh. yeah. So, oh yeah. Now here we are. <laughs> well, right, and the Disney stuff won't be leaving until 2019. And plus, on top of that, Disney and Mar, uh, Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars, and all that are still tied up in negotiations with Netflix. Now, of course, Luke Cage. Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Defenders, that is a joint property Netflix produced. That stuff's not going anywhere. Right. Now, the future of more shows may be renegotiated or may leave to a Disney thing. Uh, You know, this makes complete sense for Disney to do because they have a huge vault of stuff 
Mm-hmm. You know, they could go, hey, guys, $20 a month. You have access to all of our back catalogs. You want the black hole. You want the old Mickey Mouse stuff that you have to wait every year and get. Or You, you want, want Flight the, of the Navigator? You want the top-tier Disney princess movies and that kind of thing. Here's our service. Oh, you want the Marvel stuff? Yeah, go to Netflix. That's fine. <laughs> that would, oh, Man, that would be incredible. I, I right, just... because, I mean, really... Disney is a separate product for me. It's not necessarily in my best interest to have a Disney subscription. Yes, I have children, but they like Big Hero 6. I've already bought it. They like Up. I've already bought it. I may continue to buy those things at one a pop and not get instant access to, you know, just this whole back catalog of 90% of stuff I'm not going to watch. I agree. I agree. Although Disney will make a ton off their streaming service. Oh, absolutely, they will. Are you kidding me? They they don't need my money. They're go, they're going to be. They may throw money at me. Oh, hey, we got enough here. You here? We'll pay for your Netflix subscription. Go right ahead. Yeah, they don't care. Oh, they don't care. That would be a crazy idea. Oh, speaking of throwing money at stuff, uh, I didn't even tell you. I already own Guardians of the Galaxy. You two, did. You went two. digital. You sorry. I, I sucker. bought digital, man. We've already watched it twice. Yeah. And, and it is so good. I the I I spent half the movie watching my wife's face rather than watching the movie because I was like, oh, this is a good part, just to see her reaction. Like, and the whole time she's just like. Baby Groot is so awesome. She's like, yeah. oh, look how cute he is. And I was oh, just like, oh, those guy me guys are beating him up. <laughs> oh, she was upset about the raptors <laughs> beating him up. She was like, they're being mean to him. And you're like, you know that he's not he's not there at all. That's not that's a digital. That's not there. Yeah, yeah. But but that made me uh, because I was telling her I was like, don't worry about Groot. And she's like, why? And I was like, he's really strong. I was like, Groot's super strong. She's like. Yeah, but how strong? And I was like, he can fight the Hulk. She's like, no. I was like, yeah, he can fight the Hulk. We may even get to see it one of these days. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. Oh, you know, that's be awesome. What? You know, you know what I watched again last week? What'd you watch? Dread. You know what we talked about last week? Dread. Dread. You know what we got more news about this week? Dread. Dread. We got some awesome concept art from uh, the proposed Dread Mega, Seri- Mega City 1 series. Oh, it looks so good, dude. This is going to happen. I have a good feeling. Like, a lot of times you'll see a show get brought up and it'll make its rounds on social media and you're like, yeah, that would be nice if it happened. This, I, I think it is. I, I get a feeling, I don't know, I may be totally wrong, but does this not feel like... This would be natural. This would be a good series. This well, it could feel, happen. It feels a lot better this week because last week we only had the announcement that there was thinking about it. This week we have actual quotes from Carl Urban saying, I'm in discussion about it. You know, if they, uh, I told them if they write the material and give Dredd something to do, give him a function, I'll be there. I'd love to do it. Uh, straight well, from Carl Urban himself. So, yes. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> Let's ready. Let's do yes. this. Yeah, 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 that movie uh, is really, really good. I mean, I know people shout it's a remake of uh, 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 The Raid, but it's just still really good. I mean, mm-hmm. the girl in it was great. I- I'd love to see her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude out of uh, 
remember the Titans? I can't remember his name, but I just know it's that guy. I was like, ah, there he is. Hey, he was yeah. good in it too. I mean, uh, uh, Lena Headey was great. She's not coming back, but I mean, no, it she's was, still slow mo. Yeah, she's still got <laughs> slow mo going on right now. A little bit. Uh, and the costumes, man, those it looked amazing. I love well, the look of that show. And, and you know what? I forgot to bring up last week. I love the fact that he leaves his helmet on the entire time. Yeah, I mean that's like, that's like that was Urban himself. I mean, he said whenever they were making that movie, he's like, "Dritt never takes the helmet off." I mean, you see me when I get up. You don't really see my face because he's not wearing the helmet to bed. Mm-hmm. But he that when he's when he puts that helmet on, it's on till he goes. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. He's a judge. Yeah, that's who that's the movie's true. about. It's about Judge Dredd. It's not about Carl Urban. That was a quote from him. Oh, so, that's awesome. You know, you know, that's... you know who could learn something from that? Deadshot. <laughs> he should put his mask on. Leave it on. Oh, but dude, uh, something from my past is getting remade. And I had told you the story when when movies and stuff were just coming out and all that. My family was a Betamax. We were Betamax owners. And, you know, I was super young, like four or five and all this. Yeah, elitist piece of trash. Yeah, I know, Dude, I know well, the type. Well, hey, I remember my parents would, we lived in Batesville, obviously, and we would drive two hours to Little Rock and rent like three or four movies, and my parents would rent another Betamax recorder, and then we'd come home and we would dub them onto Beta. Another tape, you know, a blank tape. And like I had told you before, don't ask me why, but there was a tape I, I remember, and it was like Last Unicorn and Labyrinth, and in between those was Charles Bronson's Death Wish, <laughs> so and that's weird. getting remade with Bruce Willis. And I watched the trailer this week, and oh, it looks great. This this is so good. This is so reminiscent of you know. It, it's almost superhero-like. It's got a very Frank Castle, Punisher-esque feel. But it's also got that normal Joe Schmo. He's a man that snapped like uh, Michael Douglas and falling down. Falling down, oh my God. Oh, Has that I been on that. Have You Seen It? It hasn't, but it will be. We need to just snuff that right now, and we can discuss that at a later time because... Death Wish. What what did you think of Charles Bronson playing Death Wish, and how do you feel Bruce Willis will do in that role? Well, I tell you, watching the trailer, I had to go back. Like I had to look. I'm like, is is this a remake of that movie? Because like there were like four Death Wish movies. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, this was Charles Bronson, and of course nobody's going to know this except for guys our age. Uh, Charles Bronson was a huge action movie star from the 70s. Uh, like this was this was what he did was Death Wish, you know, revenge, killing, seventies kind of movie. And to be honest, I, I didn't get to watch it that much because I was so young at the time. I, I, I <laughs> watched younger. a few of them. Yeah, I watched a few of them. You know, with on TV edited, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I remember it looked it was just so you know hardcore and and uh, looked like a real you know kind of remind Charles Bronson kind of me reminded me of my dad. You know, you could. It, 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 the funny thing is about movies 
early movies, 60s, 70s, a little bit into the 80s, or a lot of the 80s, you could have regular people in a movie. Like, Charles Bronson, regular-looking guy. I mean, like, he was could mm-hmm. be walking down the streets of Batesville, Arkansas. Yeah. You know, kind of like Bruce Willis. I mean, Bruce Willis is pr- kind of the last, you know, lasting version of that, because that's what Bruce Willis was. And whenever he was in... Uh, Moonlighting and Die Hard, you know, he was the regular guy. That's why he was so big. He was the regular guy that was being the hero. And I think that him being cast as as in this movie as the title role, perfect. Absolutely, Absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. And I cannot wait for Death Wish. I think it's going to be a movie I'm looking forward to to fill the gap between, you know, all my superheroes and Star Wars and stuff like that. And every now and then there's good movies that are out there and I don't think we discuss enough of those. And Death Wish is one that I, I just want to plug because it is so memorable from my childhood and I can't wait to watch this remake remake. Absolutely. Ugh. Well so, let's dude. let's move on to local hall. Um now I I talked to you earlier and I know that you uh you got the big goose egg again this week. Mm-hmm. I, Unless I'm you really... pulled something out in the past hour. <laughs> no, I I think the way we are right now, it, it's all about saving up for Arkansas Comic Con. I would really like to walk away from there with a grail. Maybe not, you know, not I'm not talking like you know five six hundred dollars grail. I, I'm talking about something that's. For me, a grail, you know, maybe maybe sub five hundred. I'd like to see if I could maybe find a New Mutants ninety eight. That that's really kind of what I'm saving for. I'd like to find one. Well, I, you know, I I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I never want to be buying something just for the podcast. I don't want that to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I never do that. I never go out and go. Oh, I got to find something for you know. That's because that's not something I'm going to enjoy. That's just something I'm doing as as work. And, right. Uh, this you is know. all about enjoyment. But I like the hunt. Don't get me wrong. I love the hunt. I, I go out looking for something for the podcast. But if I don't find something, that's okay. Right. Uh, but I found something this week. Uh, what so you I was I got, uh, first of all, not that exciting, but the original Ghost Rider Rides Again, which was a reprinting of original Ghost Rider books, uh, number four. I did get one of these uh, a couple weeks ago. This reprints like Ghost Rider 74 and 75, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, books I... It, it was just like 50 cents, so I picked it up. I also found a little treasure. I mean, it's not really worth anything, but I was kind of interested in it. Um, I got some original Punisher books... Now, not the four-issue limited series by Mike Zack, of course. Uh, that would be amazing. But right. uh, the original Punisher, first Punisher series, number 16 and 17. And what volume... Yeah, it's Punisher volume 2, number 16 and 17. And what really interested me was... I did not know former X-Men artist Wallace Portasio worked on the Punisher. And both of these books feature his art. And I, it just surprised me. Uh, so at fifty cents a piece, I you know I threw money at the guy and ran. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude, that uh, you showed me those pictures. That artwork looks incredible, and I I didn't know he did any Punisher either. It it looked good. It looked great. Yeah, I mean you could tell it's his early work. I mean it is definitely not 
wet works or uh, or <clears throat> the X X Factor issues he did. Um, but I mean, it is you can recognize it as his work, and it's I I love it, dude. That's awesome. Oh, I'm glad you got something. Now, man, as we move on to our lost in time section, we we discuss something that it, it's not that time of year yet, but it wasn't too much after this that you started getting these. And what I'm talking about is the Christmas catalog, the the J.C. Penny catalog, the Sears catalog. What else was there, man? That was. Oh, Toys R Us. Like Radio Shack, Toys, Toys R Us. Yeah, I mean, they still right. kind of do a thing. But, like, this was the big Christmas book. I mean, it was you every year. You were looking right. forward. You were going, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. Let me circle all these things. And it was, you know, these these uh, companies getting the these pre-release toys. Sometimes they had uh, prelim stuff. And it was photographed goofy, it wasn't transformed right, or sometimes it was a spread done by Hasbro and it was really professional. But you just got all this cap, uh, uh, this cornucopia of all these toys, like all the Transformers, GoBots, and and uh, 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 weird some one-offs they'd picked up. Like maybe they still had some Diacron mixed in and some weird Sears specialty robot you could only get at Sears and you go to the G.I. Joe page with the sectars and all that mixed in and it was just oh this is all for me did you did your parents and grandparents ever sit you down and be like all right now I need you to go through and circle 10 things dude that's that's what that was for are you kidding me but but did did you ever like go back through and you're like oh crap I circled I circled eight things and there's still five that i want so all right of these eight which which do i not want and you're like not that one not that one i want this more (laughs) oh and and then and then there was always one big you you had to circle one big for your parents and i just remember that one got like tons of circles around it and i was like you know arrows to it this omega supreme Omega Supreme was the big one I circled, and uh, now I don't know what the actual story was, why that did not occur. I mean, I I was told they were sold out. Right. (laughs) But uh, that was my one year. I I wanted Omega Supreme. Uh, The picture was amazing, big robot. He was just on the show. Ah, loved it, and I didn't get him as a kid. Of course, I've I've spoken to I have him now. I have two of them, a, a box one I got in college for 35 no a, a loose one complete i got in college for like 35 dollars shipped and then um at a botcon i was able to pick up the e-hobby reissue of omega supreme in the box and the uh only repaint the only um uh, official repaint ever done of those as the guardian robots from the tv show which was in blue and white and I'm so happy I have that. And uh, that's awesome. You know that that kind of put that part of my life at, at rest. I was finally yes. But then of course now there's a third party Omega Supreme out there that is absolutely huge and perfect, and I want it, and I'm not going to buy it because it's like five hundred dollars. So Jeez. that's not going to happen. <laughs> Dude, I- I've been waiting the whole show because we've been talking the past couple of weeks about Stephen King stuff because of the Dark Tower and where we 
stand on Stephen King and what we've read, it, it's time to put the have you seen it with one of the best Stephen King movies. And if you were to watch it, you wouldn't know it was Stephen King. And that is, have you seen Stand By Me? I know you're not asking me this question. I know, I know. I, I'm just strictly for audience purposes because that is a Stephen King book called The Body and it, it's the one it's the one where I've read the book I've read the short story the movie is better the movie is so much better it it's the they made a great movie the casting for Stand By Me Will Wheaton River Phoenix Corey Feldman, uh, Jerry O'Connell. I mean, oh my goodness. What? You know, you got Richard Dreyfus for a cameo role, technically. You know, Richard Dreyfus as, for as a you cameo? say that, as you say that, I did not, until I owned this movie, did not remember the Richard Dreyfus part whatsoever. None of it. And uh, watching it as an adult, you, you re- that part really connects. And I mean, once again, I don't know how it lands on somebody today, but seeing it as a kid, and and I saw it, of course, not when I was supposed to. I saw it way too young, but that, but at those kids' age, I mean, it was really, really relevant to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and of course, I didn't have. It's a period piece. I mean, it's told from Richard Dreyfuss when he was a young man in, you know, the the forties or fifties. I would guess, yeah. Yeah, and so it's period, so it relates to anybody watching the movie. Of course, I'm not that old, so I mean, I didn't live in that time. But it's kind of like the Sandlot. It's kind of like Goonies. It, it, those connections are the connections you have with people at that time in your life. Oh, and and Kiefer just, Sutherland, Kiefer oh. Sutherland. Oh, he's such a you know, Ace is such a nasty greaser. You're just like you, you hate him. He, He's such a good actor, man. He's so good in that movie. Oh yeah, he did a great job. He's so good. Uh, uh, the the best line. What are you gonna do? Kill all of us? No, Ace. Just, just you. you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean the, the you know the thing that impacts me most in that movie is I, I, I never had a brother. I have an older sister, but the uh, Will Wheaton mm. and his brother's relationship really pulled me into that movie. Yeah. And uh, there the you loss, go. The loss of a brother that I, I never had was, you know, he, you felt it. I mean, you didn't know. I, I'd never know what it's like to lose a brother, but you kind of do from that movie. And, and oh, yeah. it's really, really impactful to a young kid. Um, and, and the rest of the movie is just absolutely wonderful, hilarious, uh, hard hitting, just something Stephen King does perfect from time to time. Yeah, it. Uh, I could go on, like I was saying, I could do a whole podcast strictly about Stand by Me, but it it's one of those great movies. It's definitely prob. It's definitely one of my desert island movies. You know well, what's what's the what's the Sean Thomas in Stand by Me? Where are you in that movie? Oh my goodness, you know. Ah, oh, that's tough. I I always find myself, you know, you, you think probably a little bit Will Wheaton, you know? Because 
I I wasn't I don't know. I wasn't a Jerry O'Connell. I didn't but but I wasn't a leader either. I, I was that nice middle of the pack. I could stand up when it needed to be done, but I never fell to the back of the pack either. So I, I would guess I'm a Will Wheaton. I could go with that. I would go, you know, uh, I don't know what it says about me, but kind of, kind of Jerry O'Connell at one point, but more, mm. uh, more Corey Feldman at some parts. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing about my dad, not relating right. to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just let me make, let me make that clear. Nothing relates to my dad in that, in that point, but some of the stuff that he's, you know, trying to handle on his, you can tell that the character is trying to handle a lot of stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. And that, that really rung true with me. Um, it's such a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course the Richard Dreyfus part being older, Really, oh. really makes you feel those those yeah. other parts. If you because haven't he's watched, he's such a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched it in a while, go back watch Stand by Me. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you, the last ten minutes will hit you in the feels. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know, speaking to that, River Phoenix. Oh, you know, and and no, watching him and knowing what happened, and then watching this movie, it's just it's just different. Mm-hmm. And that that ending is not. I mean, if you're not looking for who's, you know, who's who's cutting onions up, you know, you stop that crap, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you got for us this week? Um, I've got a movie that's interesting of its time. I went back and watched it again because I I bought it. It was in one of those multi packs of of Blu-rays, a really good deal, and I just. I've never seen it completely. I knew what it was. I love uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, the story and, and, and the presidency and the mystery and, and the connections to Lincoln. You know, I was all into that. I had I had one of those books whenever I, you got from the book fair. You know, Lincoln had a, a secretary named Kennedy. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln. Uh, one was shot in a theater and the guy ran to a bookstore. The other guy, she was shot in a bookstore and ran to all that crap. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Conspiracies abound. Um, but this movie, JFK by Oliver Stone, um, man, such a good movie. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Did not, I could not believe John Candy was in this movie when I saw him. I was like, what, what is he doing here? And he's great in the movie. Um, you know, it's the story of the, the attorney and, uh, uh, Mississippi or Alabama, whoever who who got a hair up his butt about conspiracy and Kennedy, and had this guy played by uh, oh, what's his face, uh, Two Face, uh, uh, Men in Black. Oh, you're talking about uh, that gimmick? Why'd you have to ask me? Exactly. You know the fugitive. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I mean that movie is really interesting because there's that time. Now, everybody has seen the Zapruder footage of the Kennedy assassination. It's everywhere. It's in every archive, every video, everything about Kennedy. You always see it. There was a point in in my lifetime, nobody had saw that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Zapruder footage was taken from Abraham Zapruder, you know, in 63, and not released to the public until 
this happened, like uh, in the seventies or eighties, and uh, there was a whole big thing. That's what it was based on because uh, oh, you could see his head go back and to the left, and there was a magic bullet, and the bullet turned, and blah blah blah. Really yeah. great movie. And, magic bullet theory, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely something you'd want to watch if you're interested in anything JFK or conspiracy. Uh, a really good movie, of course. Oliver Stone. Uh, yeah. He also did, you know, but the same. I'm looking at it right now. Natural Born Killers, Any Given Sunday, and JFK are, are the movies I got in that pack. I, and, and the purchase was worth JFK alone. Absolutely oh, love it. Yeah. And well, for me, I would say Any Given Sunday is the the, the top notch out of those three. I, I freaking love that movie. But you know what I don't love, and and, <laughs> and let me say this: uh, I did not know this till a couple weeks ago. We were flipping through Netflix, you know, and a bunch of stuff gets released each month. Well, this month the Matrix trilogy has been on Netflix, and I was flipping by, and Michelle's like, "You know, I've never seen the Matrix." Oh I was God. like, "What? You've never seen the Matrix?" I was like, Let, "Let's watch it." And we sat down and watched The Matrix, and uh, she was like, so uh, let's watch The Others. And I was like, <laughs> I, I just said, I said, um, uh, all right, we, we can watch Reloaded, are but you sure? I, I'm not going to watch Revolutions. And she's like, you'll watch the second one, but not the third one. I was like, I won't watch the third one, not at all, ever. And, and that's obviously a don't see it, but we started the second one. And I think I stopped it at 27 minutes in, and she's like, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> Had you gotten to the uh, Zion, blah, blah, blah? We, we just got past the uh, rave at the center of the earth. Oh, my God. And I was like, she's like, what? What is going on here? I was like, uh, it's a rave at the center of the earth, basically. And she's that's like, the, that movie, that's not what that movie is. Thank you. Rave at the center of the earth. I've, that is now the official name of that movie. Thank you, it, Sean. It, it, it's horrible. It, the just what happened? Like, if you could have told more stuff, more stories from, you know, the the Matrix had an animated series that. Oh, uh, the animated movie is absolutely great. Holy crap, those are incredible! I think there are three. The Matrix stories. reanimated? No, there's like eight stories in that. It, it, yeah, I've, all I've got awesome. it. Yeah, they're all awesome. Where they fell off with Reloaded and Revolutions, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the Waskowski brothers were thinking. But both those movies, Reloaded and Revolutions, are on my don't see it forever. Reloaded and Revolutions are on my do not see list forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's stuff to love in there. But you have to really, really love it. I mean to go to to muddle through like the okay the the, 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 the highway the highway you know chase scenes with in the in the CTSs mm-hmm. that's pretty good in the well, everything in the matrix you can keep that everything yeah, outside I, of the matrix no thank you I, n- I never felt invested in the story outside of the matrix I thought the, the most interesting thing about those movies to me was the story of, of Agent Smith getting out into the real world, uh, which kind of held me. And then, um, not really the 
techno Jesus part of it, but no, uh, no, no, no. no. I, I did like need... the I did like the squid things. I didn't need no neo Jesus. No, I didn't need it. Oh, do you ever don't see it this week, man? I do. Um, 90 superhero movies, you can lose them. <laughs> I mean, we're we're good. Just skip to 2007. Let's see, 90s superheroes. Like what? keep keep Blade, keep Blade. That's fine. Well, wait, you you got some Batman's in there? Nah, what Batman's? Returns. <sighs> Returns is in Nate, the 90s. Tell me the last time you watched Batman Returns. Uh, I, 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 I can't answer that. Exactly. I don't own it. Exactly. Nobody's rewatching Batman Returns. Yes, I, I own Batman Returns because I have a, I, I feel a need to have Tim Burton's Batman complete. Mm-hmm. But nobody's watching it. I'm not watching it. I'm barely watching the original Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, the X-Men, I own it. I haven't watched it in forever. I mean, it's just, uh. You know what's going to happen when you watch it. You're going to go, oh, this isn't modern. <laughs> this isn't our modern superhero movies. I mean, I enjoyed it at the time. Don't get me wrong, guys. I enjoyed it at the time. I could go back and do Blade. I could do Hellboy. Keep Hellboy. Other yeah. than that, just it, it's all a tire fire. Just let it go. Just just let the newness wash over you and let the old go away. <laughs> there is a lot of bad in the 90s superhero genre. I mean, yeah. I love... I love the Ghost Rider. My first comic book was Ghost Rider. I love the Ghost Rider, the visual. I love the Old West Ghost Rider. My son, for the love of God, has one of his names as after the original horseback Ghost Rider. Ah, those Nick Cage movies can die. I- I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not, they're I, not good. I can see your point. I can see your point. Very true. Ah, oh, dude. But... As each week, I want to keep saying, September 9th, September 10th, Little Rock, Arkansas, State House Convention Center. You will be able to find us on September 9th in a panel room at 11.30. When we find out the uh, place, we will let you know all the details. We would love to see how many people we can get there. Love to meet anybody that would want to see us. Uh, we're going to be talking about podcast stuff, so... Uh, Hope to see you there. And as always, you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find both of us at Not So Southern G's on Twitter. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on, on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. You can hit us up on any platform you like, guys. Send us questions, send us messages, talk to us on Twitter. Uh, hit we'll me hit up on back. Instagram. Yeah. Hit, oh. Hell, I have a Pinterest. That, that apparently a lot of people follow. I don't know yep. if any of you guys do, but every time oh I goodness. every time I like something in Pinterest, like I have like 20 people like it. I like it. Holy crap. I had no idea you had a Pinterest. I don't have Pinterest. Yeah, it's a thing. It's just goofy. I mean, I, there's nothing to do with it. All you do is you go and go, hey, these pins or basically these pictures are recommended for you. Oh, look, John Barnard. I like that. Uh, oh, look, Ghost Rider. I like that. Hey, Robotech. I like that. And then, like, 15 people go, oh, yeah, I like that, too. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. For Not-So-Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. And I am Ricky. Y'all have a good week. Remember, all Hydra are Nazis. No politics in the threat.